You are listening to a broadcast of The Hypercubicle, remotely delivering to you a vision of the future, live from our studio. Dear listeners, we have something very special in store for you today. Have you ever wondered what your life would be like in the future? That's what this episode is all about. We invite you to join us on a journey of the imagination set in the year 2020. The entire world has come together in megacities where everybody lives and works. Nasty industry still exists but it is kept far away from these sanctuaries of civilization. All the necessities of life are produced by computer-controlled machines. Thanks to these technological innovations, all human flaws and efficiencies have been eliminated. There exists no more want, war or workday commute. To ensure everything runs smoothly, these machines are overseen by people, like you, from the comfort of the home office. Each one located in a white, uniform, honeycomb-shaped building. This design is the most natural and the most rational method of living and working. Hence, it has replaced all other inferior architecture. Each apartment is equipped with all the creature comforts one could dream of, and more. It is a machine for living in, in the truest sense. As mentioned before, there is no longer the need to physically go to work, because work and home life are now one. Do you hate your commute? But of course you do. It is inefficient and unpleasant. In 2020, in order to go to work, you now sit back in your reading chair, swivel around to the big screen and take care of the matters it presents. The commute has been replaced by a so-called telecommute. What's more, since you are in a honeycomb-shaped apartment, you have a corner office, all to yourself, from the get-go. Working isn't just more comfortable, it is easier as well. Paper and typewriters are a thing of the past. The computer informs you when there's work to be analyzed or managed and you just answer its questions, or approve of its decisions, as they appear. Management hasn't been eliminated, it has been elevated. Everyone is a manager now. There is no noisy office floor, and there are no nosy co-workers to contend with. Indeed, the computer is flawlessly consistent and efficient. There are no surprises, no crises, and therefore never a reason for stress. In fact, all of the imperfections of working have been eliminated. To make life more pleasant overall. Your health and energy levels are consistently checked by the computer, which sends the data over to a medical professional in another honeycomb somewhere, who will then review the data and make recommendations for nutrition, sleep or medicine. What's more, you no longer have to do any meaningless chores. The house cleans itself, to the point that the air is kept to the highest standard of purity and temperature. 
When you require anything at all, simply bark at the computer butler and they will get you what you desire right away. Even food is handled automatically by a computerized microwave. All financial transactions are automatically handled and recorded by your computerized accountant as well. You can finally focus on the work that gives your life meaning. So then, what about your leisure time? When the workday is finished, you are free to enjoy your time however you like. From simple pleasures like family time or browsing the ads delivered straight to your eyeball screen, to going on magnificent trips to exotic places. All from the comfort of the honeycomb. There is no longer a need to go outside at all, because humans have brought the outside inside. Imagine a zoo or a botanical garden, but free from all the dirty parts like animals and physical exertion, publicly accessible within your building. Sunshine is simulated perfectly by automated lights throughout. Bad weather? You've never even heard of such a thing. Finally, the education of the future generations of life managers is handled automatically as well. Children attend their lessons from home by simply watching television. After the lessons, they are tested immediately for their understanding. No child is left behind and no homework is left unfinished. This also frees parents from their worries. Their children are in good hands from the get-go and will become the leading managers of tomorrow. As you can see, all the innovations of the office philosophy have finally extended to the rest of your life. We have much to look forward to. This episode was published in the actual year 2020. And unfortunately, it wasn't as great as the broadcast imagined it to be. We've made some strides, but not nearly enough. The most glaring issue is that we are still commuting to work. In an age where high-speed internet is prevalent, even on the go. People have predicted that we will move away from the physical office space and all its ills, in favor of remotely working. But this is not the case for most office workers, and even the lucky ones are expected to check in far too often. We're running on an industrial era shift system, in a post-industrial time, and this has been going on since the beginning. It appears that the majority of people are too resistant to change and taking responsibility, and have been for as long as there have been office workers. The computer was expected to change everything, and it did, just not in the right direction. We work faster and more conveniently, and yet we're all expected to clock in into a mental factory to sit out at least 8 hours. The office is allegedly conducive to productivity, but any office worker still capable of thinking independently knows that this is a bad joke at best. The office is a part-time prison slash daycare for adults that somehow commands respect. Did you know that we work 8 hours a day as a result of a campaign that sought to improve factory workers' lives? It's 8 hours because it divides your day in equal thirds. 8 hours of work, 8 hours of leisure,
and 8 hours of sleep. Software companies are springing up all over the place, offering various tools to make management and meetings less painful or even redundant. But none of it sticks. Corporate has rusted into place. Ironically, even software companies that grow too large corrode, thanks to management types. Let this be clear. Corporate isn't going to change. Office spaces will not suddenly become enjoyable or even tolerable places to be. They are a safe haven for the walking dead who are too afraid to step out of their comfort zone to find something worthwhile before retirement and the psychopaths to find an opportunity to climb the ladder of power for nothing but personal pride. Both are wasting their precious time and health in the process. Offices and their workers used to be a public joke in the very early days of the office. That changed as more and more people needed convincing to join the tedium of paperwork. These bloated systems of pushing paperwork around still exist and thrive. The companies that operate them make so much money that they don't even notice the waste. Except when you want to be compensated for all that time spent in an unhealthy environment doing unhealthy work. Are you a manager? Or do you strive for a higher management position? Thinking that an increase in rank will make your life better or simpler? You're on the highway to hell, headed straight for the biggest reality check of your life. And when you finally get there, it's too late to recover. Don't get fooled by all the progressive nonsense that corporations feed prospective wage slaves. Things like open office spaces, flexible hours or gym memberships. Propaganda about innovation has been a staple of the office environment since the beginning and yet nothing much improved. The reason is simple. The environment cannot be made to be any better. If it were a comfortable environment, it'd be called your home. But you don't want to make all your colleagues and bosses your actual family now, do you? So why can't you be at home then? Because managers do not trust you. They'll never explicitly say it though. No, it's not a security issue. It's not a convenience issue, it's not a teamwork issue. All of those concerns are undone by the tools available via the internet already. Your managers want to keep control over you and to ensure that you're wasting just as much time as they are. Once you get high up enough on the corporate ladder, either two things will happen to you. You will mentally break and quit to go live on a farm somewhere remote. Or you will have developed Stockholm Syndrome for the job and commit your life to it. Pretending that this is your life purpose all the way through. The cliché of the midlife crisis came from the office. It's a result of lying to yourself for decades on end while facing the opposite reality. And before that time, what do you do? You can go to work delusional and pretend that it's all comfortable could be worse and yada yada. 
or become indifferent as a form of self-defense. You know, the old, it's not an exciting job, but it's comfortable and pays the bills, so I don't care. Is that how you want to live your life? Is that how you must live your life? No, of course not. It's time to take control of the life you're given. Quit your job. Don't ask questions, just do it. You should have done this last episode already anyway. Why are you still employed? You'll never work remotely and if you did, you'd hate it still. You're fired. Congratulations, you're free. And better yet, you've set yourself free. By being proactive, you paved the way to build a better life. Because let's be honest, a do-over is long overdue. For too long have you followed the path laid out for you by someone else. Getting that degree and that cushy office job that was supposed to be so comfortable. None of that means anything anymore. You might get depressed from overthinking. The days of overthinking are over. The days of overdoing are here. In order to change yourself, you must also change your environment. We've gone over this in previous episodes. So go on, make those changes. Sell your house or tell the landlord what you really think. You don't need that burden any more than you need to be in prison from 9 to 5. You probably live in or near a huge city. That's unhealthy. Get the hell out of there right now. Move to the countryside in another country. We recommend Sweden. Unless you're in Sweden. Anyway, sell your belongings too, let's not forget. These defined your old self and the obsession with possession that was instilled in you by the office culture. It's a coping mechanism. Quit. What happens next to you is up to you. You're a free soul and can do whatever you like. Just don't make the same mistakes twice. Go wander around in the wilderness and write a blog about it. Go work odd jobs in Vietnam until you land an exploitative freelance gig, but it's okay because living costs are low. Join a monastery in Asia and return some years later to get rich off a meditation app. Fucking go and do some farm labor in exchange for room and board. Maybe you'll finally stop being a coddled, smoothie-slurping, ass-kissing, narcissistic, smart-ass corporate bitch.